in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you bless right now. Open up our hearts and our minds and our spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Sis, would you help me out, please? Number one, put God first. Put God first in everything you do. Everything that you think you see in me, everything that I've accomplished, everything that you think I have, and I have a few things. Everything that I have is by the grace of God. Understand that. It's a gift. 40 years ago, March 27, 1975, it was 40 years ago, uh, just this past March, I was flunking out of college. I had a 1.7 grade point average. I hope none of you can relate. <laughs> I had a 1.7 grade point average. I was sitting in my mother's beauty shop. They still call it beauty shop now, but they call it, yeah, I was sitting in the beauty parlor. I was sitting in my mother's beauty parlor and I'm looking in the mirror and I see behind me this woman under the dryer. And every time she looked up, she every time I looked up, she was looking at me, just looking me in the eye. And I didn't know who she was. And I said, you know, she said, somebody give me a pen, give me a pencil. I have a prophecy. March 27, 1975. She said, boy, you are gonna travel the world and speak to millions of people. Now mind you, I flunked out of college. I'm thinking about joining the army. I didn't know what I was going to do. And she's telling me I'm going to travel the world and speak to millions of people. Well, I have traveled the world. And I have spoke to millions of people. But that's not the most important thing, the success that I had. The most important thing is that what she taught me and what she told me that day has stayed with me since. I've been protected. I've been directed. I've been corrected. I've kept God in my life and has kept me humble. I didn't always stick with him, but he always stuck with me. So stick with him in everything you do. If you think you want to do what you think I've done, then do what I've done and stick with God. Number two, fail big. That's right. Fail big. Today's the beginning of the rest of your life, and it can, be, it can be very frightening, and it's a new world out there, it's a mean world out there, and you only live once, so do what you feel passionate about, passionate about, take chances, professionally, don't be afraid to fail, there's an old IQ test was nine dots, and you had to draw five lines with a pencil within these nine dots, without lifting the pencil. The only way to do it was to go outside the box. So don't be afraid to go outside the box. Don't be afraid to think outside the box. Don't be afraid to fail big, to dream big. But remember, dreams without goals are just dreams. And they ultimately fuel disappointment. So have dreams, but have goals, life goals, yearly goals, monthly goals, daily goals. I try to give myself a goal every day. Sometimes it's just a nut.
curse somebody out. <laughs> Simple goals, but have goals. And understand that to achieve these goals, you must apply discipline and consistency. In order to achieve your goals, you must apply discipline, which you've already done, and consistency every day, not just on Tuesday and miss a few days. You have to work at it every day. You have to plan every day. You've heard the saying, we don't plan to fail, we fail to plan. Hard work works. Working really hard is what successful people do. And in this text, tweet, twerk world that you've grown up in, remember, just because you're doing a lot more doesn't mean you're getting a lot more done. Remember that. Just because you're doing a lot more doesn't mean you're getting a lot more done. Don't confuse movement with progress. My mother told me, she said, yeah, because you can run in place all the time and never get anywhere. So continue to strive, continue to have goals, continue to progress. Number three, you'll never see a U-Haul behind a hearse. I'll say it again. You'll never see a U-Haul behind a hearse. I don't care how much money you make, you can't take it with you. And it's not how much you have. It's what you do with what you have. We all have different talents. Some of you will be doctors, some lawyers, some scientists, some educators, some nurses, some teachers. Yeah, okay. <laughs> some preachers. The most selfish thing you can do in this world is help someone else. Why is it selfish? Because the gratification, the goodness that comes to you, the good feeling, the good feeling that I get from helping others, nothing's better than that. Not jewelry, not big house I have, not the cars, but the, the, it's the joy. That's where the joy is in helping others. That's where the success is. Finally, I pray that you put your slippers way under the bed tonight so that when you wake up in the morning you have to get on your knees to reach them and while, you, when, while you're down there say thank you for grace thank you for mercy thank you for understanding thank you for wisdom thank you for parents Thank you for love. Thank you for kindness. Thank you for humility. Thank you for peace. Thank you for prosperity. Say thank you in advance for what's already yours. That's how I live my life. That's where I, why I am. One of the reasons why I am today. Say thank you in advance for what is already yours. True desire in the heart for anything good is God's proof to you sent beforehand to indicate that it's yours already. I'll say it again. True desire 
in the heart, that itch that you have, whatever it is you want to do, that thing that you want to do to help others and to, to grow and to make money, that desire, that itch, that's God's proof to you, sent beforehand already to indicate that it's yours. And anything you want good, you can have. So claim it. Work hard to get it. When you get it, reach back. Pull someone else up. Each one, teach one. Don't just aspire to make a living. Aspire to make a difference. Come on, give God some praise. Put God first. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. The message is going out. Not only from pulpits, for many pulpits have become corrupt. And I thank you for people around the world who recognize and understand that it's only because of you that we live, move, and have our being. It's because of your grace and your mercy, faith over adversity, believing in you and trusting in you when all else seems to fail. Father, we give you the praise and we give you the honor and we give you the glory. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. Come on, bless somebody and say, you are blessed of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen, amen. I thank God I'm found that and I wanted to share that with you because it is so it is so it is so appropriate and along with this message I, I try to look at everything and what God is doing and how God is speaking to us and how God is is moving through us and so I thank him for that and when I came across that I said oh my God I said here's somebody else that understands that really gets it and so I thank uh, what Colin Kaepernick is doing. I thank what Denzel Washington is doing. All of those people. But I now, I now turn it to you. That we as a people have got to do more, be more. That we have got to take up the cross. That we have got to be the ones that say, yes, we can. Because God has given us the power that God has already ordained it. So you got to believe that it's already yours. You ought to believe that you are more than a conqueror. You've got to believe that, yes, God is with you, that he is on your side. And I believe that, that, that this is the mindset that we ought to have. And that's why I'm spending some time in this book of Judges and dealing with Gideon. And we've been there for the last two weeks. And if you allow me just one more time to touch on Gideon and, and to bring it all into focus. We talked about Gideon faith over adversity. I know you got troubles. 
I know you got problems. I know that there are things that you're going through. I just mentioned earlier that, that, that two individuals are dealing with death in their families and all of that. But yet and still, I find them faithful and their faith is helping them to overcome the pains of death. You can overcome sorrow when you got faith. When you know that there's still yet a place, a home that's not built with it with hands that you know that there is another destination tell somebody it's not over yet death is not the final stop the cemetery is not the final stop and even with all the things that I'm going through God keeps on holding me God keeps on building me God keeps on comforting me God keeps on keeping me God keeps wiping my tears away in spite of adversity and everything that I go through my God never fails me I got faith over adversity. Adversity will come. Problems will come. There will be death in your life. There's going to be some pain. You're going to have to cry sometime. But faith says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Trouble don't last always. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Faith over adversity. Yes, yes, yes. And in our first part of the series, we talked about you got to know who you are. And you've got to be able to see yourself as God sees you and not how you see you. Better than that, not how everybody else sees you. God took pity and said, look here, you mighty man of valor. Understand, he found Gideon in a place where he wasn't supposed to be. Understand, Gideon was fearful and afraid and Gideon didn't know what to do. But when God shows up and calls you a mighty woman of valor, a mighty man of valor, it doesn't matter how fearful you may have been. It doesn't matter the sorrow that you've had to endure. It doesn't matter the problems that are on your plate. God has chosen you and he sees you as something that you fail to see in yourself. You're not broken. Folk want to define you as broken. People want to put you in a place where you look like or, or, or assimilate or, or try to imitate brokenness. Tell somebody, I ain't broke. I might be a little bent, but I ain't broke. I can't be broken if God is my fortress, if God is my strength, if the joy of the Lord is my strength, I cannot be broken. Sometimes I'm walking on the waves and sometimes when I take my eyes off of God, the waves come crashing down, but I've learned to look to Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Stop looking at yourself as damaged goods. Mm -mm, mm -mm. No, 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 no. You're not damaged, you're experienced. No, no, the scars that you have are the battle wounds that you've come through the fight. Even though you've been scarred, it didn't kill you. And even though you were wounded, you didn't die. Even though you were cut, you may have bled for a while, but the bloodletting has stopped and God has placed you in a position to say, yes, I've been in the fight. I've been through the fire. I've been through the flood. I've been on the battlefield. I've been left for dead, but yet I'm still here. I'm still yet holding on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No. It's how God sees you. I, can, can you imagine just for a moment that we all get around heaven and, 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 and folk looking at you and they say, oh, yeah, yeah, when I look back over your history and I see, I, 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 can, I can see not the, 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 the burned singes of your garment. I, 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 I can smell smoke off you and you wasn't standing in no front of no barbecue. I, when I, you know, sometimes when you play back over your history, you can see some things. Folk don't want to be around you because of the smoke that is on you. Hallelujah. One of, one of my favorite people on the planet. One of my favorite, I ain't going to call her name. She used to tell me all the time, she said, look at, uh, you know, I can't, I can't be around you because I've been down here cooking. I don't want to come up here smelling like chicken. Hallelujah. Bless her heart. She just hooked me right on up. I'm going, gone. But you know what? You, you can smell like fried chicken if you, all day long because it tells me you've been working. It tells me that you've been doing something to provide for others. And so likewise, when I can smell some smoke on you and you're still here, it lets me know you've been tried in the fire and you have come through as pure gold. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a different perspective of how you look at things when God looks at you. And then we went on in our last week and we started talking about, about, about Purah. We talked about the bow. When the bow breaks, the cradle will fall. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. And what we understand now that a bow means a branch. And I understand that in our fearfulness, even Gideon, it Gideon was fearful. He was fearful hiding out in the wine press. He was fearful, but then in his fearfulness, he had to check with God and says, look, at, I, I need to get, offer this gift to you, this sacrifice, because I just want to be sure that it's really you. He brings the sacrifice, and the angel of the Lord takes the sacrifice, touches it with his staff, and it's consumed with fire, saying that, yeah, I see, I got this. 
fearful yet still fearful he goes and tears down the, the the altar of Baal but he does it by night because he's still fearful and then yet still unsure of himself in the part that we didn't get to was the fact that he said, well, you know, God, if it's really you and, and you want me to do this, I need you to do something for me. I got this fleece and I'm going to lay on the threshing floor. And I'm going to lay it on the threshing floor and if dew falls on it and not on the ground around it, then, then I, I, I know that it's you. I got some folk in here, you're testing God like that. And then even though God speaks and God did exactly what he said, how many people have hit in here? God did exactly what you asked him to do. Yeah. Problem was in your asking, sometimes we, gotta, we need a little bit of clarifications. Sometimes we need to go back and redefine some stuff. God gave you exactly who, who you asked for. And now you praying to God to get you as far away from them as you possibly can get. Be a little more specific next time. Better yet, let God do the choosing for you. Gideon wasn't satisfied with that and yeah, he said, well, the Lord, here's what I need you to do. This time, let the fleece be dry and, and, and let all the ground around it have dew on it. God did exactly what he asked for. And so because of his fearfulness, but he wasn't through there. And, and, and I, I like Gideon because he's just like us. After time and after time and after time again, God keeps on proving itself. But there are circumstances and situations in our lives that come upon us or fall upon us that causes us to go back into our human nature of being fearful. For man is a fearful creature. But understand something, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of sound mind. If you check that out in 2 Timothy 1 and 7, God has not given us a spirit of fear it is because of the world around us that we become fearful when we take our eyes off of God that's when we become fearful when we lose perspective of who God is and what God has done in our lives then we become fearful when we lose track of God in our lives and how he's working that's when we become fearful but when we turn our eyes back to Jesus then there is no fear there is no failure there is only power in God Tell somebody, I know he'll do it. I, I, I know he'll do it. Sometimes we let the whispers come to us from left and right. And we turn our ear and turn our eyes away from God. Oh, let me hurry, Holy Ghost. Let me hurry here. And so fear takes hold of us. But in that last session that we had, he said, take Purah. Take the branch with you. Purim names meaning bow, meaning branch. He said, take the branch with you. And we understand that Jesus is the branch. That Jesus is the one, when we bring it into the New Testament, that he is the branch of the nation. That Jesus is the one. And when we understand that, so no matter where you go, no matter what you have to do, take the branch with you 
Listen, I understand Gideon was still scared. God said, listen, if, if you're scared, here's what I want you to do. Go down to the camp where they're talking about you. And you'll hear what they have to say. But take Purah or take the branch with you. Sometimes you've got to go into situations. Go to the school and deal with some situations you got to deal with for your children on the behalf of your children. But take the branch with you. Go down to the gas company or the light company or whoever you got to deal with. But take the branch with you. Go to your job. Go to the nursing home. Go to the funeral home. Wherever you got to go. But take the branch with you. I know you're fearful. I know you're going through. But take the branch with you. God said, go ahead and listen to what they got to say. He found out as he listened to them and he said, you know what? I saw a, a barley loaf of bread come rolling down the hill, running to the camp and it knocked the tent down. And it destroyed all of many night. And so, but here's, here's where I, I, I really need for you to understand some things of what God is doing. Because when he heard them talking and then his friend or the interpreter for the Midianites said, listen, I know what that is. That's nothing but Gideon. That's, that, that, that's, 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 that's nothing else but the sword of Gideon. That means Gideon going to come in and conquer us. Pura and Gideon are in the bushes hiding, listening to this conversation. But here's the important point that you need to get. At verse 15 of chapter of chapter 7 verse 15 of chapter 7 verse 15 it says and it was Gideon heard the telling of the dream and its interpretation that he worshipped keep going he returned to the camp of Israel did somebody catch what just happened did somebody really get, get a hold of it? listen when you find out that God is for you we left off with you last week that you ought to break into a worship. But the verse that I didn't get, uh, 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 get you hooked on was the fact that in this verse, he says, he returned to the camp of Israel. Wait a minute. He didn't wait to get back to the camp to worship. At the moment you find out that God is working it out. At the moment that God gives you the confirmation at the moment. Listen, he's still hiding in the bushes, but he's worshiping God at the camp of the enemy. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait till the battle is over. You don't have to wait to get back home. He worshiped God when he was finding out that God was for him. I need somebody in here to say, look, I don't have to wait to get back home to thank God. I can thank him right now. I don't have to wait till church is over. I can praise him right now. When you hear God is speaking blessings into your life, worship. Give God glory. Somebody just merely need to say hallelujah. Somebody can just say amen. Thank you, Lord. Somebody will say just give glory to God. Somebody's hand will just start waving. So hallelujah. I can't understand it when I'm driving into work. 
I'm listening to Tom Jordan. No, I'm not listening to Kirk Franklin and the Gospel Station. But what I don't understand, Doc, what I want to understand, that on every Friday at 8 o'clock, they start playing the wobble. And people will call in or text in and say, I'm on the road and now I 75 doing the wobble. I'm in the parking lot doing the wobble. I'm, I'm on my job doing the walk like clockwork just because they play the song I wonder if somebody would be ready to give God praise at the moment when God blesses you I'm ready for somebody to get out of their car and say Lord I got to give you some praise because you've been good to me I wonder if there's anybody that's ready to shout do a little dance just to let the devil know that you don't have no power hallelujah yes somebody shout glory I don't have to wait for Friday because my praise is on every day. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, because he keeps on blessing me. I'm just about done. I'm just about done. Hallelujah. He worshiped, he worshiped. Then he went back to Israel. And now for my note takers. If you want to title this message, subtitle this message. This is still faith over adversity. But the subtitle of this part is that you must, tell somebody, you must follow instructions. Since that's the biggest problem that we have. When God starts speaking to us, we fail to go through all the way. You've got to follow instructions. You've got to be able to listen to God and be quiet long enough so that God can give you the complete order of things and how they need to flow. Tell somebody, follow instructions. Hallelujah. I know you think you know how to do, but I just need you to follow instructions. And so if we go down to verse 16, then he divided. Oh, hallelujah. I, I forgot to tell y'all. Y'all do remember that he had to send some folk home. And when he sent some folk home, he was left about, with the first group, he, he was left with 10,000 men. And then God says, take them down to the river. He says, those that laugh like dogs, separate them from everybody else. Those that bend down and drink the water, separate them. And then all of those that bend down and drink, he says, send them home. He was now left with 300 folk. 
the odds seem against you. Sometimes when the odds are against you, that's when God can do his best work. You tell your neighbor, I was fighting when I got here. Hallelujah. This ain't nothing compared to what I've already been through. This ain't nothing compared to the valleys that I've already come through. This ain't nothing compared to the mountains I've already overcome. This ain't nothing compared to the heartache I've already dealt with. This ain't nothing compared to what I've been and what I've seen and who I am and all the pitfalls that I had to deal with in my life. This ain't nothing. He said, he goes back to the camp. And first of all, he tells everybody to get up. He says, arise, get up. That's some folk that ain't got up yet. That's all right, that's all right. He said, get up. And he says, he says, arise for the Lord has delivered the camp of Midian into our hand. He says, he says, he says, then divide. 300 men into three companies. There's 100 men each. And watch this. He says, now put a trumpet in every man's hand. Oh my God. Put a trumpet in every man's hand with an empty pitcher and torches or light inside the pictures. In other words, in the right hand, he said, he says, look, he said, look at me, look at me. I need you to understand something. He said, in one hand, you've got the trumpet. In the left hand, you've got the torch and the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the vessel that you've got the torch in. Put it inside. We don't, did somebody get what just happened here? Don't show your light too soon. Oh, hallelujah. Let me talk to some folk over here. Don't show what God has given you too early. Because if folk figure out what you got, they'll sure enough try to take it from you. Don't show everybody everything, but follow the instructions of God. Look here. He goes on, he says, look here. We, pray, we, we, we divide it up into three companies. Everybody's got a trumpet. Everybody's got a picture. Everybody's got torches. He says, now, and he said, look. Number one, look. I need you to look. Not over there. Not down here. I don't need you comparing your horn to everybody else's horn. The picture that you got up there, don't worry about how big it is or if it's got a chip or a crack in it. Don't worry about that. But look at me. No, he says, number one, look at me. Don't look at what's around you. In fact, 
don't look at the enemy. He's already told us they like locusts. There, there's so many of them out there. We, we they, they are beyond number. He said, don't look at them. God is trying to tell somebody here, stop looking at the multitude of your problems, of your adversity. God is saying, just look at me. He says, look at me. He says, look at me. He says, he says, I, 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 that, that, that's number one. I need you to look at me. And then number two, he says, then do likewise and watch. Don't, you know, some folk just look at you, but they're really not watching. They're looking at your direction, but I need you to watch every move that I make. Hallelujah. Some of our Bible study folk will tell you that, that we're watching every move throughout not only this country, but in the countries all around the world. And we're seeing the hand of God moving right now. We, we're, we're, we're seeing the end of the age coming into being. But there's some folk who are only watching the city government. There's some folk only stuck on the, go the uh, gubernatorial race. There's some folk even only stuck on the president. It's not about the president. It's not about Congress. It's not about, but God is working on a global network. God is saying, watch everything. And not only that, watch what's going on inside and around you. Watch, watch, watch. And when I come, he says, now, now follow, follow instructions. See, that's the biggest problem that we as a people have, especially church folk. I don't know why church folk get hung up on this. Follow, tell somebody, follow instructions. How many folk did you see sitting up in here with their cell phones and say, I ain't calling nobody? That's because you're the one that needed to be called. Let me, let me. Cause you couldn't follow instruct. Oh, let me just leave that. <laughs> Digging at first, I was thinking I do want him to come back next week, but I don't care. <laughs> you can't handle the truth. It's just a few folk. Just a few folk. Don't don't look at them. Don't 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 look at them. Just, just. He says, watch him. He says, when I come to the edge of the camp, he says, now, now watch. He says, number three, I come to the edge of the camp. Okay, you shall do so. In other words, when I, when I step out to the edge of the camp, you step out to the edge of the camp. God said, listen, I've already been there. I'm, in other words, I'm making a step before you make yours. And so he's already there. He, said, he says, you do so. He says, and then when I blow the trumpet, when I start blowing the trumpet, when I give the sound of victory, when I give the sound of, of battle, when I give the sound of moving out and moving forward, he says, he says I, 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 I want all of you and all who are with me, he says, when, I, when, when the folk that are with me, hallelujah, when we step out and blow our trumpets, then you step out and blow yours. Is anybody still with me? 
Then it got quiet. They mad at me now, preacher. So don't you 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 you, you pray my strength. He said, he says, he said, when they when I step out and the people that are with me step out and we blow on the trumpets on every side of the whole camp, he says, then I want you to shout, say, the sword of the Lord and Gideon. The sword of the Lord and Gideon. Listen, that don't mean nothing to nobody. But if you go back to verse 14, verse 14 says, when, when they were interpreting the dream, the man interpreting one of the enemy said, this is nothing else but the sword of Gideon. And so sometimes you got to remind the enemy of who you are. Sometimes you got to let the enemy know that what you have foreseen and what was foretold about me being a conqueror, about me being an overcomer, about me being victorious. Sometimes you gotta shout who you are. The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. No, he says, I'm putting God first in this. This is not by my own hand, but it's by the hand of the Lord. He says, he says, and they blew on every side. They, 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 they shouted. And so the key here is to be able to follow instructions. And then verse 19 real quick says, he says, and so Gideon and, and the hundred men that were with him came to the outpost and came to the camp. He says, at the beginning of the middle watch. The middle watch is 12 o'clock midnight to 4 o'clock a.m. The middle watch is 12 in the middle of the night sometimes you got to do battle in the middle of the night when it seems darkest when it seems like it's the worst time when it seems like you want to do everything and go to sleep and not be up when it seems like you want to give up in the middle of the night he says from the middle of the fourth watch he said from 12 to, to 4 o'clock in the morning he says that's when i want you to show up just as they had posted the watch, they blew the trumpets. In other words, it was the changing of the guard in the middle of the night. And while they were changing of the guard and they were changing posts, the enemy was exchanging. One was getting off duty while one was coming on duty. They started to blow the trumpets. They started to blow the trumpets and when they blew their trumpets and then they broke the pictures and held up their lights in their hands. And so now you got to understand this picture here. Nobody is carrying a weapon. Oh, I know you didn't catch that part. They got the picture in the left hand and the trumpet in the right hand and they're shouting and the changing of the guard and the guard loses their minds. They think that the one who's coming to relieve them is the one who's coming to attack them. And so the one who's coming to relieve them gets into a fight with the woman, the one who is on guard. And so now they're fighting one another. And so the whole camp starts fighting one another. I don't know about you, but I've seen God take my enemies and turn my enemies on themselves. 
They plotted on me. They lied on me. They set traps for me. They dug ditches for me. But when the battle started, I didn't have to fight. All I had to do was just shout the victory because God will fight your battles for you. They fought one another. All I had to do was just stand still. If you look at verse 21, he says, every man stood in his place and just watch what God can do. I just want to tell somebody, stand still. Hold on to God's unchanging hand. Stand still. Let God fight your battle. Stand still and shout the victory. Stand still. You just keep on shouting. Keep on blowing your trumpet and hold up the light. Follow instructions. And your faith will overcome your adversity. In the name of Jesus, the door of the church is open.